0: It's the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, a show all about. Well, Megan, the era that we are currently in has really increased the necessity of a church website being awesome. And I think that we would be remiss not to address the necessity of the church website. Do you like that? you like all those words I used? They're big words. I
1: just wanted to sing the bare necessities. And I realized that I feel like, I think I sing in every episode and it needs to stop. So, but I wanted to. (laughs) I wanted to sing the bare necessities every time someone says necessity.
0: Necessity. It, It is a necessity having a church website. And it is, I'm surprised how many times in like Facebook groups, people will ask, actually ask, um, do I need a church website or is Facebook enough? Like, yes, you need a church website and Facebook, but you need a church website for sure. Yeah. Cause you own that property.
1: Or how many websites just aren't really developed. It's just like a a quick one-stop shop. It's just one landing page, no information, very minimal details. Um, so today we're going to get into what are the things that you need to have for your church website? And we're breaking this up into two parts. Yep. So that we're going to start with the landing page. So that page that you first jump on, we're going to talk about what are the things that you need to have on there. And then we're going to do some notable mentions here at the end yeah. for your entire website.
0: Yeah. And the reason for that is when we talk about landing page, we're really talking about the home page. So like, where are people going to land when they find it, who don't know anything about you? Um, which kind of assumes that you have chosen that guests are going to be your audience for that page. I think it's important to make that distinction. Some churches don't want to do that. There are some that say our homepage is geared towards our people and that's fine. If that's part of your strategy, you probably have landing pages for other things going on, other ministries and you direct straight to them but most of us have really just the one website with the homepage, and it's kind of like we, get, we make a decision on what that's going to be. I think if that's you, which is probably most of, most of us, I would recommend it being for the guest. Other pages can be for you know your regular attendees, people that know you, because they know how to navigate your website. They're not new. It's not a welcome page for them, right? They, they hit that page just to go where they're going next. So they're the ones actually driving your bounce rates up really high. And uh, so you can thank them for that. But I think if the homepage (laughs) is designed for guests, that's kind of what we're going to discuss and what we think that kind of page needs. So with that being said, let's talk about some of the top seven must haves of a church homepage, website homepage. Uh, First and foremost, I think is the most important one. Well, well, I can't say that. It's a very important one. It's a message that answers an important question. Megan, what is one of the messages when you first open a website you're tired of seeing?
1: Um, A home for everyone. Everyone's welcome here.
0: Yeah. Like, welcome You're home. welcome
1: here. Welcome home.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I I think that had its day. And if that's yeah. yours, that's fine. It's not bad. But it doesn't really answer a question that, that we have really anymore. I mean, you think about the kind of w- the way church has changed in the last year and does that really communicate anything of value anymore? Cause most of people are staying home. Uh, and if they start to come back to church, you know, it's maybe not the right message. I'm, I'm thinking more like a message that answers a problem that they that they're, um, that they're dealing with. So like, a, like, a. a what do I mean by problem? Help me help me. Okay. So,
1: well, first I think we need to dig a little deeper into this because one thing I think churches really struggle with is recognizing that they're going after a particular person. Yeah. Often we want to try to, we say we want to reach everybody and yes, everybody is welcome here, but you have to, you have to recognize that there's a particular person with particular problems, particular barriers that's going to be attracted to your church and not the church right next to you. Mm-hmm. And that and and you and you might say, "Well, then isn't that excluding someone?" Yeah, it kind of is, and I think that's okay because you're chasing after a person, right? right. And everyone's welcome here. You know, we recently talked about um the Coca-Cola campaign on our on um the Churchfield podcast. Mm-hmm. The Coca-Cola campaign back when I was a teenager, the, when Britney Spears or it was Pepsi, sorry, Pepsi, no, Britney Pepsi, Spears, yeah. Pepsi campaign. They were clearly going after teenagers. Now they're not going to tell someone who's 50 that they can't drink Pepsi. Right. Absolutely not. But there's, but they're going after teenagers. Like that was their audience. Yeah. And so when we say a message, that answers important question. You have to know who you're talking to. Yeah. Is it, this, is it something like, um, and in, in we, and often a great way to, a great place to start with this is the story form. Brand,
0: yeah, story brand, like brand, story guy, brand, brand script, something like that.
1: Yeah, uh, however you want to call it,
0: it's it's basically de- developing your your demographic target. You know, what are the what does this person want? What is keeping them from that thing? And it's a really tough exercise for churches to go through because yeah. of what you just said. They want to hit everybody. And so they want to be as, as generic as possible. So to reach as many as possible and they'll even quote first Corinthians nine, where it's like, I became all things to all men so that I might save some. And that's not really what that verse is about. That verse is actually about in the moment becoming like something specific to a specific person to reach that specific person. And so Paul is talking about how in each of those instances, I became like the Jew. I became like the Greek. I became like the whatever And so, if you're but he
1: wasn't he wasn't treating the Gentile like he was treating exactly the the Pharisee. He was you know he was very specific to each type of person.
0: He's like I'm trying trying to become all things to all men so that I might save some, but he's not doing that all at once. Like Mm -hmm. like and we're asking our website to do that all at once, and that's just not realistic. So, having that demographic study and getting that done, you know, figuring out what the problem is. And I I would say like the example I like to use, there's a church I used to work at that was really good at care, care ministry. So you kind of have to identify like, what's my church really good at? Is it serving, caring? Is it production and worship? is it my pastor's teaching or what is it that you're really known for? And go, how does that really solve the problem? And what problems that even solving? And you can actually use your message about that. So for instance, a care message would be, something like you matter, we care about you, you know, you're, you know, there's a, there's a place, no matter where you are, there's a place for you kind of message here. And that's the type of message that if you put that up front before they have to do anything else, it quickly helps them identify that they're in the right place, that there's mm-hmm. going to be something here for me. And, and so when you identify that group and what problem it is that your church uniquely kind of solves, turning that message into something there is, is a quick hook. Because anybody else who's like, that's not really me, but I'm here at a church website. That's really good. I'm ready to learn more still. Um, when you hit a bullseye, you get credit for all the other rings around it. So
1: amen. Oh, that's good. Hit
0: the bullseye and have a bullseye. Cause if you're just trying to hit the target, you'll hit all kinds of random stuff, but you don't get credit for the bullseye for being. Oh, generic.
1: retweet. Retweet. That was good. That reminded me of there was a church that I worked with who they're the person like the profile that they were going after was either someone who um, had been hurt by church and walked away from God for a long time, or had no idea what being involved in a church was. Mm. And so that was kind of like the picture of, of who they were looking at. And so their message was, no matter what you believe, you're welcome here. Because mm. a lot of people walked in the doors skeptical of Jesus. That's good,
0: man. And, that's, that's great. You actually just triggered something in me. I've been uh, on TikTok, I, I watch a lot of TikTok. I don't create a lot for TikTok because TikTok is for me great research for into the psyche of where people are right now. And I'll tell you what I'm seeing a lot of is deconstructing your faith from church hurt. And oh my if gosh, a church should have a
1: podcast about that. Oh
0: my gosh, we we definitely do. Um, if a church could say, Let's focus our message around people who have church hurt, oh my gosh, how refreshing that would be.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and how, be great, how attractive that would be. That's if it was credit. authentic, right? If you're really, yeah. if you're really going to be doing that. Yeah. Inside if you're really going to
0: try, you know, to help yeah. with that, <laughs> obviously don't just go, well, this market message will help and we don't have to do anything. No, yeah, please don't do that.
1: That's the problem that's that what the, those people are just experience. <laughs> that
0: causes the church hurt. Yeah. <laughs> is, is mismanaged expectations and let down. Yeah. Uh, so a message that answers an important question is the first thing we think a website really needs to speak to uh, because it's honestly the first thing they see. And if it's some bland generic message, they're gonna go, okay, it's typical church, and they're gonna move on. And they may find something there, it may connect, you know, but you really miss an opportunity to to show what it really is that God is doing through you there. And I would I hate to see churches botch that whole that fumble the ball there to use a sports yeah. a sports ball metaphor.
1: Sports ball.
0: Um so I hate to see that, but
1: Second. All right. So the second thing, yeah. The second thing to have on your uh, landing page is, and this feels so obvious, but service times, service times, I mean,
0: dates, locations. Talk about,
1: yes. Talking about like gearing towards the guest. They're not going to have any idea mm-hmm. when your service is. And so just making that as clear so that they do not have to go searching for it, yeah. remove all the barriers to attendance by letting them know right up front when and where to find you.
0: Yeah. And I like, Two places you can do this in that first hero message, you've got your, you know, welcome home, you know, kind of thing under that you can have Sundays, you know, 11 a.m., 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. services, whatever there can be a place for it. Or in that small little section right under the hero section, the first big picture and, and message section. So put a put a small thing there because you don't want them to have to scroll far before they know how to get to your church. And yeah. if you have online church buttons, links to Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're streaming your church online chop, whatever you're using church, uh, chop is it church, church online, online po- yeah. platform? Yeah. Church online platform. Uh, however it is you want them to interact with you for a live stream or attend a, a service, put that quick, put that quickly on the, on the page. Um, I'm shocked at how many people don't, don't have that. And I would say put it in the footer too. Cause Oh I, yeah. You know, That's great. A lot of people search the footer for that kind of info. They your yeah. your footer is kind of the junk drawer. Don Miller calls it the uh, junk drawer of of the website. It's where all those really links is. you don't really want to put in the menu go there. And then in the bottom left, of that junk drawer, people are trained now to know that they can find your address, phone number, um, social media map. links, map, app. Um. Uh, what else? how to sign up for the newsletter can be down there. So a bunch of stuff down there. Any, do you have anything else for that? No, I'm good. <laughs> you looked at me like you were going to say something and then didn't say anything. Okay, I
1: was, I was, but it was total rabbit trail. So I, I closed my mouth. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Behind the scenes extras. Um, all right. So third, easy contact info. That's what we were just talking about. So finding that contact info, where do you look for contact info? Is it the footer?
1: Uh, no, I I look for it in the menu bar first, oh, like okay. if there's some way for me to reach out. I love the websites that give like the little pop up when you jump on. Mm-hmm. They're like, hi. Yeah. This is where to reach out to us or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the chat feature. I think that's great. Um, yeah. If you
0: want to try an easy like bot, like a Facebook bot that can work with your Facebook messenger, uh, ManyChat, M-A-N-Y-C-H-A-T is a free, easy to use little bot that works through your Facebook messenger and you can load it on your website. Does that, does that little corner, Hey, chat with me, you know, whatever you want it to do.
1: And it's a real person.
0: Yeah. And it sends it to your, your messenger. So somebody responds, you can have automated responses too in there. A lot of them actually, if you want to get detailed, but it's a great little extra thing. But when we say contact info, what we really mean is a way to talk to you, right? A contact form, a contact page, a way to email you, message you, text you, go through a messenger bot, whatever. Somebody's going to come in there. And I I went to a church once and I was, I I just wanted to find out more and talk to the pastor. Mm -hmm. It was a small church. And I'm like, this is not going to be, you know, this, I hate to say this, but I was like, the church is too small to have the pastor behind too many firewalls. uh, So you can probably have access to him pretty quick. And so I wanted to message him and there was no email address, no phone number, no form. No links. I went to Facebook. There was nothing there. I don't know how to talk to this church, and so yeah. I was like, much less the pastor. So I, I was very frustrated with it. Finally, I found the pastor's personal email buried deep into some you know Facebook something. I found. I, I don't know how I found it, but it's just because I know how to look. But I found it somewhere and messaged to the church. Finally,
1: and most people aren't going to work that hard. No, they're just going to walk away.
0: Right. Don't make. I them saw work someone.
1: Hard. I saw someone on Twitter today. They, they wrote here, you want to know how to, and this was talking about business, but this business idea goes works directly with, with running and managing a church as well. Is it, you want to know how to make more money? Answer the phone. Yeah. Respond to that email. That's it. That's the masterclass. Now go get your money. And that same thing applies here. You want to know how to have more visitors? Answer the phone, Mm -hmm. reply to an email. And I'm, I'm continuously Shocked shocketed by how many churches do not have like an info at something, something like their church name dot whatever, or like help or office, you know, and somebody managing that.
0: I I love hello at your church.com. I I love love that. that. Yeah.
1: But it's surprising to me how many churches do not have, not only do they not have that email address available, they don't have anybody monitoring it.
0: Mm, Yeah. Or if it's just a way for the, like the church secretary to, to, monitor that church admin and that's totally fine if they're trained on how to do it and that's their job, whatever. But a lot of them, you're right. They have somebody that sees it and unless it's an emergency, they don't really pay attention. Um, and, and that's unfortunate because the the last thing your church needs to have is a way to communicate with you that ha- leads to a dead end. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like you just don't know what you're doing and it's not a good look. So I, have, welcoming. so I have a message that answered an important question, service times and locations, etc. And, uh, easy to contact easy way to contact you as our third fourth. I think this is kind of a icing on the cake for a lot of people, but I think it's really important. Um, it's, it's a way to sign up for some kind of email text newsletter list. Um, we don't do it very well. We just say join our newsletter and people are like, no,
1: (laughs) get too much spam.
0: And that's the end of the conversation. Like they don't get anything for it. Then there's no reason to join it. And like, I don't even know you, but if you can give them some kind of incentive to join,
1: here's the best way to go about this. Instead of a little pop-up that says join our newsletter, have a little pop-up that says seven ways to talk to your kids about Jesus download. There you go. Or. Whatever. Here's three fun Bible stories to share at dinner tonight. Mm, Download. What helpful information that they'll download. So now you've provided value, you've gained trust, and you have their email.
0: Yep. And they have to give you permission. Make sure that when you do that, you turn on double opt in on your list. That does a couple of things it protects you, it gives you permission, it puts you above board. But it also helps you define with your back end of your, your, your mail client and theirs. It establishes a connection back and forth, which tells that mail carrier for them, this is a contact. This is someone I know. And future emails will land in the inbox easier. So it establishes a back and forth immediately. But with that confirmation email that goes out, they say, yes, I agree. It comes back. Okay. Here's our email. Now they're coming back and forth. And it's like, oh, these are people that know each other. This is cool. And the bots that rule the back end of email are appeased and you never have to, well, you may not, may have to, but you don't have to really deal with that anymore uh, for a while. It just helps with your deliverability. Find a reason that they should join it though. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. What's next?
1: All right. So we've got message answers, important questions, service times, easy contact info, an email or text list sign up. Then the fifth, is that what number we're on? Number five is a giving Uh, button.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. And this really isn't about your, your guest. This, this button is like the one on the list that's really not geared towards your guests. Um, If your guests want to make a donation, that's great. They probably won't. But this is the one thing on here I think that's really not about your your first-time visitor. They're probably not going to click this. But this is something that just needs to be on your homepage for your regular people because it's just smart. Um, Donald Miller, again, to reference him again, StoryBrand, great at creating websites and sales copy, tells this story. He said he has no problem charging a company company like $1,000 to go put a big buy now button in the top right corner and, and watching their sales grow. And so that's the kind of simple process. It's like, just have a place that's easy to see to give. And then having those tools, you know, whatever third party you're using or whatever, doesn't really matter to me, but, um, finding a way to make that easy is super important in this day and age, especially to have that on your website.
1: Well, and I think it does kind of go, you know, lend itself towards your visitors a little bit because the first time when someone decides that hey, I'm really going to be a part of this church and I really, this is going to be my home. The first time that they go to give, like they're going to be the ones look, that's who's going to look for it mm-hmm. on your website. That's and true. so um in that sense, like it is, it is kind of, you know, for people who are outsiders becoming insiders. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it is just good best practice. Just just do it.
0: Yeah. It really is. Um Giving button somewhere. I would put it in the top right corner. Last item on your menu that makes the button. That make would it be a color. it. Make it a color. Call it out. Make it big and easy to see. Um, if you don't want to do that, that's not a big thrust for you. and You're, you're like, I'm, I don't want to be about money. And that's that's kind of your thing. Your thing then at least have it in the menu. You know, have it up there somewhere. It's easy. And then maybe put a section on your front homepage that says give here and have a button and an explanation and whatnot. So, just have it somewhere on there where it's kind of clear and easy what what they can how they how to give at your church. That's really, really important, and now, when people are not as in the church as they were physically, this giving button is super important, even more so,
1: yeah, agreed all right, number six
0: number six, your favorite number pictures of your people
1: I love this one. I mean, I think by now we're all kind of overstock photos, right? yeah. And there's so many, there's, we just have, we have a device in our hand that can take really great pictures. And mm-hmm. so just having pictures of your actual people, I think is, it's going to be more engaging. It's going to be more relatable. It's going to fit your demographic better. Yeah. Um, and it it's it, it, the stock photos is so you're so easily can differentiate between a stock photo and an actual photo. Yeah. That's and they weird, feel, right? It, it is weird. It is super weird. And I, I think about that all the time. Like, well, how do, how do you make that not feel like a stock photo?
0: Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's like the stock photo we can just tell. Yeah. How it's, is that? It's so, so strange. It's kind of intangible to me. Maybe there's tangibles, you know, things. That I'm sure notice. there are. I don't really know what, what to tell you, but it is noticeable.
1: But the everyone's thing, really pretty. Yeah. And they all have perfect clothes and their hair is really well done.
0: They're just a little too happy and all too too much the same direction. (laughs) Too happy. You know, (laughs)
1: and looking in the same direction.
0: I saw a photo today of people milling around in a lobby and these two people were facing each other kind of this one on the right was smiling. You could see his face, but the guy on the left, it was kind of the back of his head. Mm -hmm. You could tell like they were talking about something, but the angle of the photo was, was like it's the back of the head. But I immediately went, that's a real photo. Yeah. You know, so that it's like yeah, otherwise we'd see his face because it's posed, you know. Mm-hmm. This is a real photo. Here's what this does, though. The the real power of the pictures of your people, like authentic photos, is not just in a like coolness points, kind of like what we've been discussing. Like it's no, oh, it's not a photo a stock photo. Yeah, that's kind of cool points for not having that. Um, but especially if the photos are good, if they're bad, it's not cool points. But What what it really does for a guest is it shows your guests kind of in a a passive kind of way, what it's like here. You get photos of your people, you know, you see what they wear, you see what kind of people they are, you see uh, what age they are, you see, you know, kind of whether or not they're friendly. I mean, you kind of get these intangible vibes. vibes of what it's like to be there. And so that's why I think it's really important to get photos of real, you know, your real space. And, yeah. and, and it's like around. what we
1: talked about in our last episode. Tell me without telling me. Yes, that's it. Pictures are a great way to do that.
0: The mm-hmm. picture worth a thousand words.
1: <laughs> there's another phrase that goes with that. I don't know what it is, but there's got to be a more modern version. It,
0: it, well, if pictures are worth a thousand words, video is worth a million. That's the phrase. Yes, that's, that's it. That's the phrase. I don't know if that's it. That's um, last, number seven. Uh, this is kind of a, I, I don't know. This, it's on demand a button to watch on demand sermons to watch videos or listen at least.
1: Yeah. I mean, this one, you could, you know, take it, take it or lose it. But here's the, here's where I see the value in this is people aren't going to be familiar with who you are and Mm -hmm. and what you do and the way that you teach and your style. And, um, Uh, giving them the opportunity to easily be able to discover that I think is really important to starting to build that relationship and build that connection with you. Mm -hmm. If they have to go searching for your sermons to know like what it is that you teach or how you teach and, or, or whatnot, they're, they're just, they'll more than they'll either give up or they'll get frustrated. Yeah.
0: And again, it shows a little bit about who you are and what it's like to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget what, what study it was. I think it was Barna. It was several years ago, but I don't think the numbers have really changed. Um, There's a survey done of, to adults of what, what is most important when they're searching for a church. What factors do they really think are most important in deciding where they're going to go to church? And the pastor's sermon style was like number one. It was the number one thing. Yeah, it's weird. Like Proximity is probably number one, but they didn't ask that. But yeah. the sermon, like elements of the church, like how the pastor, who the pastor is, how the pastor speaks, um, what he teaches about, just kind of his whole thing. That was kind of the big number one thing that they were looking for that made them decide if they're going to stay at a church or go visit somewhere else. Uh, I th- I would think it was more like worship, kids activities, things like that. But those were, yeah. and those were still high, but number one was the pastor. So Interesting. there's no doubt that it's a big factor. And so being able to see sermons on demand quickly is a, is a quick way for visitors to your site to either get excited about visiting your church or qualify themselves right out and move on to another church, which is fine too. You know, mm-hmm. you're not for everyone. That's fine. But I think that's a really great way for visitors to determine if the visit's going to be worth it. So that's the seven must-haves, we think, for a church website, especially a homepage that's geared towards guests. But we had some extras, too, just a couple that we thought websites really need. And I uh, want to throw those out, too. So, Megan, what's the first one? You, you mentioned this earlier. I thought this was a great one.
1: Yeah. So the first one that we thought about was answers to relevant questions. Yeah. Being a church, it's important that we, are, ha- we have things on our website that answer things like, who is Jesus? Mm -hmm. and why does having a relationship with Jesus matter? Um, It's all too often you'll go to a website and they don't have anything on there about Jesus. And you're like, well, isn't that the whole reason that we're together and you don't even mention him? What man, what's happening?
0: Like a blog or a a vlog or a YouTube channel link, a link to a YouTube channel where you answer those questions. So important. So necessary. Let me tell you this. This is really interesting. In this vein, uh, we have one of our clients with Church Com Team, and for Easter this year, I'm finally getting to use this. I've had this for like a year. I'm writing a lead magnet, one of those things we offer for them, you know, in exchange for the email for Easter. Mm-hmm. And the title of it is is five Reasons to Believe the Resurrection is Real." Oh,
1: that's good. And it's like yeah. apologetic
0: answers, like here's why we really believe that this guy rose from the dead, and why we're celebrating Easter. Here's real reason. I can imagine like Christians wanting to read that who are just looking for a new church and going, that's interesting. I'd like to be able to defend that. And I can see non-believers going, let me find reasons this isn't real, you know, that they're wrong. But either way, I'm getting eyes on this, this document and connecting with people to this church. It could get messy But honestly, if you didn't expect it to be messy as a minister, you kind of got into this with the wrong expectations for what ministry really is. This is what we do. So answering those relevant questions, if you're afraid to do that, I would say, well, that's the the job, you know, is is being able to talk to people about tough stuff that that they're really dealing with.
1: I think we often underestimate how much people care. Yes, about these things and how much they want to know and learn more, and they're going for they're going to inadequate places to find Mm -hmm. this information. And there's no one better to to answer these questions than you, Mm -hmm. than you. So you should answer them.
0: And there's no shortage of people out there answering them wrong, right? You know, and and I just don't run across Christians really doing a good job of answering churches in general, answering these questions well you know in a way that's relevant that also answers speaks to the question so answers to relevant questions some way is is not only good for people it's also good SEO I mean your church is up your site is updating your Google score is better people can find that content and then connect with your church I mean there's a lot of benefits for having this kind of stuff on your website but the ultimate one is the ministry that can come from it and that's that's a powerful thing that you should really think about for your website um, all right I think we, we had time for one other uh, extra, um, Great. the, what to expect page, like creating a whole page for here's what it will be like to come to our church. Like we've talked My, about all of it happening in kind of background on homepage, but here's a page dedicated to it.
1: Yeah. My favorite thing for this page is literally just a video walkthrough.
0: You have oh, a host
1: yeah. on video and they say, Hey, I am so glad you're considering coming to abc church Mm -hmm. here's what's going to happen when you walk in and you literally go into the parking lot when you get here you're going to park right here we have spaces right up front for you in this spot then follow me inside we're going to walk through the front doors and then they walk you literally through every stage of what it's going to look like when you get there that is like that's Mm -hmm. that's top notch for me
0: yeah and you really want to get that time spent on page meter up here Um, break it up into small sections and different videos. So do a walkthrough like first time guest experience walkthrough for adults and then student space tour. And then a kid space tour, check in kids process tour. Um, what is worship like? What is pastor like? Have a video that's, Hey, I'm the pastor. Welcome to our church. Glad you're checking it out. Hope you come see me at the back after the sermon's over. I'd love to meet you. That kind of thing. Or, yeah. There's a whole lot of applications for this page that, and, and I think video is a great avenue for doing this, but showing people around. So they're poking through these videos and by the time they show up to the place, there's, there's no confusion about they where to like go. feel like they've been
1: there. Yeah.
0: It makes it familiar. I
1: think it's also really cool to do to film that video or like at least that first section during service. Yeah. Like while people are milling about in the lobby and stuff. And Mm -hmm. so you can like literally just watch people go get their cup of coffee in the background and it's more dynamic and you can actually see what it's like to be there on the weekend versus an empty building.
0: Yeah. One of our uh, partners with church Com team, what they're doing now before their live stream is they have a live feed from the auditorium that plays like five, 10 minutes before the service. And they call it the first 10 with whatever pastor is doing that that day. And this this guy can grab somebody walking around. You see people walking around. They're talking about events. They're talking about things coming up. They're talking about what's happening in the sermon today. Um, here's the songs we're going to sing. Um, you know, just whatever they want to do to, it, you know, trivia. They're doing fun games. You know, it's very much like a talk show.
1: They change it up.
0: Yeah. And, and, it's, and they may not do it every week, but they do it pretty much every week right now. Um, that type of thing is stuff that, goes along with this, what to expect page, you know, those types of ideas, you can even bring it over to your live stream, which is great. But when you look at this expect expectations page, you're basically just trying to make their first visit feel stress-free, easy. Like they've already done this before so they can just walk in and go and Mm -hmm. they will love you for that.
1: Yeah. Cause getting someone, if you, if you really think about it, asking someone to walk into a, a unfamiliar place with unfamiliar people and an unfamiliar uh, service flow, like flow is really difficult. That's a, that's a big ask of someone. Yeah. And so the more we can familiarize them and make them comfortable, the better.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, another idea for another walkthrough video might just be a walkthrough of your webpage. You know, one of those videos is here's some things on this actual site you're on that you might want to pay attention to. You know, here's yeah. a, do a loom video where you can kind of just record your screen and show them around and click through things And just that way they know where everything is. If they're looking for baptism information or sign up for camp because their kid is friends with a kid that goes there and they want to go to camp together and they don't know anything about you. You know, that kind of stuff can be really helpful to just poke around the basics of the website other than making them figure it out. Just watch one video and you're ready to go.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: So, so I know we could talk a long time about a lot of different things that we should put on our websites. Cause again, your website is your landing page for all that you are as a church. I mean, it's your property. It's where you live online. It's the hub. So um, we're not going to go too in depth, but I know that other people have ideas. So again, cater yours to your particular group and make sure it works for you because that is valuable real estate. Um, all right, Megan, well, that's all I had. You got any extra words of wisdom you want to part with here for us?
1: I wish I had more words of wisdom. I was, I was trying to do the lean back thing. Like don't call on me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I noticed that and I went, I'm calling on her. She's trying to back out.
1: You know, I had something at the beginning of this and then I totally lost it. And I was sitting here racking my brain and I'm like, well, you know what? I don't remember. So I hope he just doesn't ask.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No worries. That's why we edit. That's why we edit.
1: And when you drop this in the, in the Facebook group, I'll drop that comment when I, when I realized what it was, I was going to say
0: do it. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the seminary of hard knocks podcast. I think uh, if you haven't subscribed, go subscribe wherever you get your podcast, uh, check out churchcom team.com. See if we can actually help you out or you can find me and everything I do at com. And, uh, I'd love to be your friend. So thanks for listening to this to, uh, the uh, seminary of hard knocks. I'm serious. I really do. Um, uh, welcome. Thanks for listening to the seminary of hard knocks podcast. We'll catch you later. Bye.